I just feel like God gave my daughter a flat tire that day because had that not happened, my parents, I would have been picked up. My parents would not have gone out to eat that night. So the whole chain of events would not have happened. This is Camus. And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big miraculous ways all the way down to small everyday things. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. Um, This week I have with me Tammy. Um, Tammy is from Oregon and my parents met her over there while my dad was working um, at church. So you want to say hi to everybody, Tammy? Hey, hello. Hi. So we're excited to have you on. Tammy's shared a little bit of her story with me, um, but we'll get into that here in a minute. So I'll start with a prayer. Um, Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity that you gave us for Tammy and I to come together um, and to hear and share her story. Please just be with the people that hear it and listen to it. Help them to see your mighty power and how you have worked in her life. And please just send your Holy Spirit to her and to me to give us the words to speak as we record this. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, Tammy. So you're currently living in Oregon, but is that where you're from, where you consider yourself from? Uh, Yes, actually. I was born here. Um, I haven't lived in Oregon my whole life, but uh, overall, yes. That's, this is, this is where my heart has always been. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of how Idaho is for me. I've been here like most of pretty much all of my life, but <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, tell us a little about your religious background. Did you grow up in a Christian home? I did actually. Uh, my, my, my upbringing was in the Adventist, Seventh-day Adventist faith and uh pretty much my whole life uh, that's that's what I've been I've gone to Adventist Seventh-day Adventist schools and um yeah so that's and my dad actually when I was in uh third grade my dad went back to school to become a Seventh-day Adventist minister so oh cool he is semi-retired, and yeah, so that's my background. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, that's neat. That's always cool when we could grow up in a home where we know Jesus, or we get a, the opportunity to hear about Jesus our whole lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you came to share some stories. Um, so now I'll kind of just give you the space to tell your story then. Okay. So uh, my story started back in... 2017 and in the month of May uh, my a little bit about my background in my extended family uh, my maternal grandmother was one of those grandmothers that you would always go to her house for Thanksgiving and Christmas you know she had the spread of all the you know, turkey and all, <clears throat> turkey, excuse me, and all the fixings oh. and um, Christmas always had our house decorated to the hilt, you know, so Christmas was always magical at her house. And in, um, 
The late 80s, my life changed drastically when she told me that she had breast cancer. Oh, no. And I thought, you know, how is that possible? Because she's just like, she's energetic. She's healthy. She's, you know, everything that a person should be. I mean, that's how I saw her. Mm -hmm. I was a young adult at the time. And so you fast forward, she made it through that. She got a mastectomy and, you know, went on the protocol of breast cancer survivors with what survivors do. And so fast forward to 99, um, her cancer came back Mm. and took her, um, it it metastasized and, and killed her. And Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So that really rocked my world. Um, and uh, that was always in the back of my head as far as, you know, cause I just desperately missed her because of my upbringing and, you know, the warm memories that I had with her. So, uh, fast forward to May of 2017 and I had been having, um, you know, even though I was young, uh, I had been having my uh, mammograms, you know, that they tell you to do and going in for manual exams for breast exams. And so uh, and I thought everything was good. And um, May of 2017, I got the word from my maternal aunt that she was, had, had something going on with one of her breasts had gone in to get checked and she had to have had to have a a biopsy oh no and so um she so so that's what I was thinking about right so my story kind of starts there and I was really concerned about her because of my history with uh my maternal grandmother her mother and thinking you know she had this biopsy. She was waiting. She was waiting on the results. Sorry, I don't know why my computer's. It's not really helping us, is it? <laughs> That's okay. My computer always bedings at the worst times too. <laughs> anyway, so um, so I was you know laying in bed one night, just watching a movie with my husband, having some veg time, and thinking, okay, well you know, what's going to happen if she actually gets cancer. And that was just really, really in the forefront of my thoughts. And uh, I was just laying there and kind of had my hands um, crisscrossed on my chest. And one of my fingers touched something on one of my, the outer part of my, one of my breasts. And I thought, wow, my mind is really playing games with me because, you know, I'm worried about my aunt and now I'm feeling something on myself and this is just crazy. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm laying there during the whole movie thinking as I'm touching it, I'm thinking this must just be like a mole or something that, you know, I just haven't recognized before. And so after the movie, um, I told my husband, I said, I I felt something here and I, I, I'm sure it's nothing, but can you feel this and tell me if this is something that I should go check? He did. And he said, um, 
yeah, that's not normal. That uh, that needs to get checked. And so I got an appointment right away with a breast center here in uh, the Portland metro area. And uh, my story began because I went in and uh, they checked me uh, through a mammogram to begin with. Mm -hmm. I went in and had actually a, a manual exam first. And the, uh, the gal said, oh yeah, I feel a spot here. And I also feel the spot over here. She she put stickers, they put stickers on it. Um, oh, that's concerning. And, yeah, in the mammogram uh, room, they put stickers and so they'd make sure and, you know, check where it was. And so uh, the mammogram didn't see anything. But because I had felt a lump, they knew something was there and uh, right away took me into an ultrasound uh, and the ultrasound showed uh, the lump and it shows, showed the blood, the blood source to the lump and it was quite detailed. Wow. So what I found out later, just to kind of tell women about this, yeah, for sure, is that um, there's something called um, dense breast tissue. And about 40% of all women have this in varying degrees. Um, my breast tissue was what they call extreme density. And so it's like looking for a polar bear in a snowstorm. That's what they say. Um, cancer is white on a mammogram, but so is dense breast tissue. Oh, wow. So so they can't really see it. Yeah. So they couldn't see, um, they couldn't see the tumor at all. So the ultrasound showed it really good. And, um, so my journey began, uh, they said, you know, you need to have a biopsy. We think this is something that that's probably not good. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, my mind was just racing. Um, when I left the appointment of getting that news drove, I was on my way back home and I got a text from my aunt, my maternal aunt that said, it's cancer. I have cancer. Oh, and so I was just a mess. I was crying, you know, because, oh, here she's got cancer now. And now they're concerned about me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, my, your mind always goes to what you know, right? Which is my grandma died. She had breast cancer twice. And Oh, that's, that's scary. Like, yeah, it was very scary at the time. Yeah, for sure. And so I, so, so the journey, you know, when you, when you are diagnosed with breast cancer uh, right away, you try to find a surgeon, right? You want to get the best surgeon that you can. And I was so at a loss, right? Because even though my grandma did live in the area I live at, um, I, I don't, uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't sure if her surgeon was someone that it was even still alive. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, yeah. 
And so I didn't know, I didn't really know anybody uh, that was close to me, but it had breast cancer and had surgery. So I was like, well, who do I choose, you know? And during that time, uh, when I got my diagnosis, oh, and I guess I didn't tell you. So I did go for a biopsy. Um, it's a long story, but I had a couple of, uh, I had a couple of opinions, making sure that this was uh, actual cancer, mm-hmm. you know, something that I should get biopsied. I wanted an, a second opinion. So I did get a second opinion. They said, yes, it was someone I trusted. So I had the biopsy. Yes, it was cancer. It was um, what they call uh, invasive ductal carcinoma. Hmm. So what's really interesting is, you know, women think that if their cancer is small, that it's maybe nothing to worry about. But my tumor was the size of a pea. So it was was four millimeters and um, it was what they call invasive ductal carcinoma. So it was, it was already invasive at that point because with cancers, they have this like capsule. I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like, I guess if you thought about like a, a pill, Mm -hmm. you know, that's encapsulated. Um, and when it's invasive, it's already broke out of that capsule. And so it's, it's, it's going into your body essentially. Okay. And so does that mean it like could spread quicker or easier if it's broke out of that capsule? It does. Yes. So so it was invasive. Um, I knew that because they had tested the tumor in the biopsy that, um, it was what they call grade one, which was very slow growing because there's three, there's three different grades to cancer. So if you're grade three, it's a very fast growing cancer. If you're grade one, it's more slower growing, but you know, it doesn't mean that it's still cancer. <laughs> For sure. It's still so, scary. You know, and when it's invasive, you want to get it out of you because you don't want it going other places it shouldn't be. So no. anyway, so when I'm looking for a surgeon, um, this is kind of my God moment that I wanted to share. So I was, my parents were thinking about moving at the time because they wanted to be closer to me. I'm their only child. And so uh, a cancer diagnosis for their only child really rocked their world. I'm sure. And so I was helping my mom because they had an, a home that kind of needed some updating and I was helping her. It kind of helped me get my mind off everything. And mm-hmm. we were taking off wallpaper and, um, preparing it to be uh, painted. And so during that time, I was over at their house a lot to do this. And my daughter was going to come, I have a, a young adult daughter, and she was going to come pick me up from my parents and take me home, I think. Um, and she 
had to make a stop at the grocery store. So she made a stop at the grocery store and she called me. She said, mom, she said, I don't understand this, but she said, I have a flat tire. Oh no. And I said, Lainey, you have a flat tire? Like you drove all the way there on a flat? No, mom, I, I came out and my tire is flat. And I said, oh, so I was like, oh no. So I told my parents and I was like, oh, and they were, they, that evening were expecting to go. They had signed up for a con, like a, just a class where they could learn stuff. I don't remember what kind of a class it was, but they were supposed to go to this seminar class thing mm-hmm. that evening. And they were planning to go as soon as my dad got home from work. So, so I was like, okay, well, um, what are we going to do? Because, you know, Tammy uh, will be here and we'll be gone. And well, maybe we should just stay home. So they decided to stay home and my daughter had to go, she had to go get her tire fixed and it took a long time. And Mm -hmm. finally she came and picked me up and I went home and that evening I got a call from my parents because there were a few surgeons that I was thinking about. They, you know, I kind of did some research online and I was like, well, maybe this one's good. And, (laughs) but I didn't know, you know, I was like, I don't know. And so, um, so they call me and my mom goes, you're not going to believe what happened today, tonight. And I said, oh, well, tell me. She said, well, we decided since we weren't going to the class that we would go out um, and eat supper at Sweet Tomatoes, which is a restaurant here in the area that we live in. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, okay. And she goes in when we were there, she said, we looked, uh, we looked across and saw my old OBGYN. And this lady had just really been endearing to my mom because she was a very compassionate person. She had since retired. And, um, and so, and my mom saw her and she said, there's Dr. So-and-so. And she, she was there eating supper too with her husband. And my mom immediately said, she might know a good surgeon for Tammy. Mm. because you know OBGYN right she's doing risk exams she probably had years worth of years and years of experience with dealing with uh, breast surgeons so my mom went over and introduced herself and I think the doctor remembered my mom and she said um she said this is what's going on with my daughter and she said do you have any names of good surgeons and she said, you know what? She said, if I was in your daughter's situation, this is the person, hands down, that I would want to do my surgery. So my mom told me the name of the surgeon. And she said, I said to her, oh, my goodness, she's on my list. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just 
it was an answer to prayer because it made my decision process for a surgeon so much easier for me right yeah because that's so hard like to pick like you're like that's a big like you're putting such a big responsibility into somebody's hands and like they do this every day but you want to make sure it's somebody that's that's good and responsible that would be hard to decide yes yes so so I gotta tell everybody you know if there's anybody in the Portland Oregon metro area or near that um, my surgeon is still practicing, and her name is Dr. Nathalie Johnson. She is an amazing woman. I cannot tell you how amazed I was by how she treated my husband and I. When we initially went in for the initial appointment, I just want to share this. Yeah. She spent, I think, over an hour with us. Wow. Talking with us, ask, answering questions. She prayed with us, um, which is basically unheard of nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went in to actually have my surgery done, she this is kind of what she's known for is um, to give her parent her patients peace right? Because you're very nervous when they're putting you out. Mm-hmm. She pray, She sings for you. She holds your hand and she's, oh, wow. yeah, that's so beautiful. It is very beautiful. So for me, because she knew I was a Christian, she sang, um, I can't remember what it was, but she sang a hymn. Um, and of course, you know, I went out pretty quickly, but to have her singing for me and holding my hand and just giving, you know, just having me be at peace. Yeah. Cause I had never had surgery before and I was, <laughs> I was a little scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would make the process so much like easier. Cause you know, she's standing there with you as you're going under and she's is singing the pretty song. Oh, that would be, that would be, yeah. That'd be way better than just like, Oh, I'm sitting here falling asleep on my own. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the God moment, for me, that was just precious that God, I just feel like God gave my daughter a flat tire that day, because had had that not happened, my parents, I would have been picked up, my parents would not have gone out to eat that night, because they were going to a seminar, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole the whole um, chain of events would not have happened. Um, so that's my God moment. And I just, um, you know, I'm so thankful for that because I'm so thankful that I actually chose Nathalie and my whole experience just went really well because she knew doctors for my care team that were like her. Cause I, I told her, I said, you know, I, cause when you have cancer, you have to have a whole team, right? Mm-hmm. Some people choose to have radiation. I chose not to do that. Um, some people need to go on medication. I chose not to do that, but I still had a team that I had to go see. And um, those people were precious to me. 
I mean, the people that I met, even though I chose not to do um, those things, I did have to have an initial um, appointment with them. And they were just precious doctors too. So, I, you know, I just feel like God's hand was with me every step of the way. And um, yeah, so that's, that's my story. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And he cared enough to like, you know, he could have just given you a good surgeon that like wasn't Christian and like would have done the job well, but he gave you like a good a surgeon that was Christian that was going to like pray with you and like give you comfort like throughout the process and just kind of be a help. Like he cares about all the details, like even the ones we don't always think about. And it's really beautiful when he does that. It's awesome. It is very beautiful. Yeah. And you know, I feel like uh, my cancer experience, even though it was scary, um, it's always best to try to catch stuff early. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that night in bed, um, that was a bad moment too, because I feel like my finger hitting that lump. It was the size of a pea. Yeah. Wow. You know, that was kind of, that was miraculous too, because I was not typically doing breast exams on myself. Mm-hmm. It just scared me. And that's kind of, you know, putting my head in the sand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, none of us want to think about the possibility of cancer, you know. And, right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you for letting me share my experience. Yes, thank you so much. Did you have any final thoughts or maybe another um, small story about God in your life you wanted to share with the listeners or um, anything you wanted to leave them with? Oh, well, not, I don't really off the top of my head have, I mean, I'm sure I've had lots of experiences in my life, but um, oh, I didn't really tell anybody my age, did I? So when I, when I was diagnosed, I was just around my 50th birthday. So I was technically 49. Okay. Um, when I felt the tumor. <clears throat> um, but it was, it was after my 50th birthday when I actually had surgery. So, okay. Um, but I would say, you know, I guess what, what's come out of this story for me is it's so important to catch stuff early. Please don't put your head in the sand like I did. Um, make sure you're getting your exams if you're a woman. Um, and if you're a man, because men get breast cancer too. And also, you know, there's other cancers that men can get. So it's really important to have that yearly physical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, blood work does not always show cancer. And so it's just really good to have diagnostics. Um, yes, for sure. And, um, yeah, so be vigilant. Um, always be vigilant. Health is really important. And uh, that would be my my going away remark. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. And so you've been cancer-free for about three uh, years? Uh, well, I'm, this is my fourth year. So. Oh, well, congratulations. We're glad you're healthy. You. Yeah. Um, hoping that it never returns, but my uh, treatment that I chose was um, just making sure that I go in. Um, I'm, I actually am being seen every six months at this point. Wow. 
um, for diagnostics. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Just kind of a a watch, a, a watch and a watch and wait, I guess, is what you want to. <laughs> uh, I'm staying vigilant about making sure that everything is okay. And so far, God has kept me um, cancer free. So, oh, praise God. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your story. And it's just beautiful to hear about, you know, how God takes care of the small details in our lives. Um, yes, so, thank does. you so much for sharing that. To all our listeners, bye. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is Real, God is Good podcast. Or you can email us at God is Real, God is Good podcast at gmail.com. Bye. bye.